Right now, though, we're going to talk about another situation that um, is really quite alarming. Uh, it's not something we hear a lot about in this country, but there are groups that are working on it. So we're going to have a discussion about uh, Yemen right now. Iran and Saudi Arabia have been waging a proxy war in Yemen for more than five years now, and it's brutal. Uh, Houthi rebels that are backed by Iran have been battling against Yemeni government forces, which are backed by Saudi Arabia. To this point, almost a quarter of a million lives have been lost. The UN currently calls this the world's worst humanitarian crisis. Um, And Canada, whether the government wants to admit it or not, is wrapped up in all of this thanks to some pretty lucrative arms deals with the Saudis. Uh, The way it worked is in 2014, the Harper government approved billions in sales to the Saudis. In 2015, the Liberals gave the deal its final approval. Despite, as we know, and we've already talked about today, Saudi Arabia's atrocious human rights record. Um, Last year, Global Affairs Canada, the government performed a review of the situation, and they announced there was no credible evidence that Canadian weapons were being used in ways that violated human rights in this conflict. Well, a report released this week calls that into question and provides some pretty damning proof that, yeah, that's not at all what is going on. So to get details on uh, this situation, we're joined now by Kelsey Gallagher, who is a researcher with Project Plowshares and co-author of this report. Uh, Kelsey, thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Now, this report that your agency provides um, contains a lot of pretty indisputable proof, I would say, that Canadian arms are indeed being used in the conflict in Yemen, right? Uh, yes, that, that was our finding, yeah. Um, in terms of what we're seeing, let's just go through the equipment. Now, now the, equi- the equipment isn't being used by Saudi forces, right? What we're talking about here is diversion. The arms that we sold to the Saudis have been diverted to the Yemen forces um, to be used in this conflict. Do I have that right? So that's one part of it. Um, there's reason to believe that Canadian weapons uh, have been used both by Saudi Arabia and by Yemeni forces uh, within Yemen itself. Um, Canada's justification last year, which you brought up, uh, the final report into the review of uh, export permits to Saudi Arabia, made contradictory statements as to whether or not um, Canadian light-armored vehicles, LAVs, which is the equipment uh, in question, mm-hmm. were actually being used in cross-border operations by Saudi Arabia. Uh, there's reason to believe that both Saudi Arabia and, as you note, uh, Yemeni forces are indeed using Canadian weapons, uh, LAVs, as well as uh, Winnipeg-made sniper rifles uh, within Yemen. And uh, as you know, once again, that, that is what we refer to as diversion which is the illicit rerouting of weapons from the intended recipient, in this case being Saudi Arabia, to an unauthorized third party, in this case being in many forces. Okay, now, I mean, this may seem like a dumb question, but bottom line here, any military equipment that Canada sells is going to be used in armed conflict, right? So, I mean, that's the whole point of buying these arms and, the, and this equipment. Sure. So what, what's the distinction here? Is it the fact that it's ending up in Yemen? Um, where, where does the problem come in in terms of the human rights question? Well, I, I mean, diversion aside, um, arming Saudi Arabia is, is problematic for many reasons, mm-hmm. right? Saudi Arabia is, um, all things considered, an opponent to even the basic enjoyment of human rights, uh, both at home against its own citizens, but also uh, within Yemen. So um, as Canada's arms control obligations apply, uh, Canada has to follow what's called the Arms Trade Treaty, which it became a state party to a couple of years ago. Um, if there's a substantial risk 
that any weapons export, be it an LAV uh, or a rifle or a bomb or their components, are going to be uh, used uh, to breach international humanitarian or human rights law or be used to facilitate gender-based violence or jeopardize peace and security and so forth, Canadian officials cannot greenlight that permit. Um, and, of course, what has happened since 2014 and actually before is uh, the Canadian government has found, uh, in their words, no credible evidence that these weapons will be used to uh, violate human rights. When actually, at the end of the day, evidence doesn't even need to be found. There just has to be a substantial risk right. that these weapons will be used to contravene human rights, which in our report uh, we, I think, conclusively make the case that that right, uh, th- those, uh, those risks are evident. Yeah, and I mean, and, and as you mentioned, I mean, there's all kinds of legal frameworks, well, I guess not legal, but international treaties and, and different agreements in terms of how arms sales will be done around the world. Canada is party to many of them, and as you say, mm-hmm. this seems to be in clear violation of those two. Absolutely, and I would say they actually are legal, right? The Arms Trade Treaty is is an international le- legally binding instrument, um, as as is the uh, the Export and Import Permits Act, which is Canadian law, which is how Canada domestically right. controls its arms obligations. So, not only is it bad to arm Saudi Arabia for obvious reasons, but it's also clearly in contravention of Canada's legal obligations both internationally and domestically. Um, now, I, I want to go through here because this, this was brought up, this was raised, and the government did their own review and decided, I think it came right after Jamal Khashoggi was killed, as a matter of fact. The government did pause their arms sales to the Saudis, but they've started them up again? Uh, <clears throat> that's partially correct. Okay. So, um, and, and not to get too technical, but uh, what actually was paused was the issuance of new export permits. The export of weapons actually never stopped. Um, the, this report was um, researched and written over about an 18-month 18, 18 period between 2018 and 2019 following the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. Um, and we actually saw weapons exports to Saudi Arabia increase by about 111% over that period. So whereas Ottawa frequently reminded people, well, we stopped issuing permits, Permits that were already approved were free to be exported again, and we actually saw more weapons exported in that period than ever before. Wow. Okay. Uh, you're not the only group raising alarm bells here, right? There's other ones, international groups, that are saying this is this is a problem. Absolutely, yeah. And it, it should be noted, uh, our co-authors on the report were Amnesty International. Yeah. But we, we look from a Canadian perspective. But uh, weapons are being supplied to Saudi Arabia by many countries, and there's groups just like Amnesty and, and like us, Plowshares, across the world that are raising these alarm bells and have successfully actually seen uh, weapons exports uh, revoked in other countries, countries like, uh, to a certain degree, Italy, Germany, uh, southern Belgium. So where Canada says, you know, we can't just stop the deal, we have to honor the deal, we know that Canada, like other countries, has the sovereign prerogative to actually suspend these exports, which, once again, it, it is legally entitled to do so in this case. Um, last question here, in terms of when we're talking about the human rights situation, what's going on in Yemen, um, this has been well known since before these deals. So how long do these deals continue? Um, what kind of things, is it still LAVs and sniper rifles? And I mean, is the, like, do they show any interest in saying, you know what, we made a mistake here and, and our arms are being used in ways that they shouldn't be, or are they digging in? It sounds like, you know, doing their own review and saying there's no issue here, uh, they're going to continue down this path. 
Well, the, from the perspective of, of the government of Canada, there is no issue here. Um, and at the end of the day, the government of Canada really doesn't like to talk about this deal because it is a dirty deal, right? Um, and in terms of what we actually know, uh, most of the deal remains quite secretive. Uh, we can't know basic tenets of the deal. You know, until recently, we didn't even know exactly what model of LAVs were being exported. And that was actually devolved through some uh, legal documents out of Belgium. So the, the government of Canada really pursues a policy of secrecy um, in its arming of these despotic regimes, in particular with Saudi Arabia. But it is not just LAVs and sniper rifles that we provide to the Saudis. We also provide things like um, trainers for aircraft pilots, which is very problematic because Saudi Arabia does uh, frequently violate human rights when it's conducting airstrikes. Uh, we provide a lot of electronics and software and that sort of thing. So it's not just LAVs and sniper yeah. rifles, but when we talk about the biggest ticket item, it certainly is these vehicles. Uh, interesting discussion. Kelsey, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Anytime. That is Kelsey Gallagher, who is a researcher with Project Plowshares, uh, breaking down exactly how the Canadian government is in violation of their own policies. Uh, according to their research. And if you want to check it out, go to Project Plowshares online and you can see countless pictures and videos of uh, Yemeni forces using um, this Canadian equipment in ways that they're not supposed to be. Um, You know, the whole issue around this, when you're talking about supplying arms to, to countries, you know what they're going to be used for. They're going to be used in armed conflict. So, I understand that you you want to to say that we're not going to put it into a place where human rights might be violated, but you're selling weapons of destruction, bottom line, right? I mean, it's all problematic, but it's billions and billions and billions of dollars.